content of the following program is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, treatment, or cure. Always consult your physician or a health professional with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Ready, set, go! And the truth shall set you free! Welcome to One Life Radio. Are going higher, everyone. Uh, happy Monday and welcome to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette Fiaschetti with Jerry Caldwell and Marie Early broadcasting live here from Big D, that's Dallas, Texas, on iHeartMedia, as well as KMAT, KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. And that's right, you only get one life. How often do you guys think about dying? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Just wondering. Uh, A lot. I do too. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I do too. Does everyone? I wonder. How often do you think people think about dying? Oh. How okay, so how often do you think about dying? One life. You have one death. <laughs> <laughs> if you're lucky. Yeah. Do you believe in uh, life after death? Um no. Okay, Marie? Um, I'd like to. It sounds <laughs> nice. You Makes know, it easier just, to digest death, right? right? But it's funny. It's like I, I took a class in college uh, called Magic and the Occult. But it was really about. Uh, so did they teach oh, any witchcraft, any cool spells? I know, right? That's what we were hoping. What we're learning today know. is how to drain blood out of a chicken. That's where the those, <laughs> that's one of the examples of classes at Southwest Texas back oh, in the day. Back in the day, uh, but it was more about religions and different religions and how they thought and how where you lived uh, uh, correlated to like the religions, like one God and one president, things like that. But mm-hmm. anyway, it was like the way that people thought of or different religions think of death and dying and what happens afterward. Just it's so. Just uh, everybody has a different idea. And so who's to say who's right? So Uh I really don't know. Yeah. Have you lost anybody recently? Either one of you? Um, Yeah. Who? My mind just went blank. Uh Uh-oh. Who? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just curious. And the reason I ask that question is because oftentimes if you lose someone, you go to a funeral, funeral, you go to a viewing, and um, and I, I wondered what your thoughts were about the viewing, about viewing someone when they're when they're already gone, because different religions handle it different ways. Right. Isn't it uh, the Muslim religion where you never see the body? They immediately wrap it and then it stays like what, what yeah, I should have looked this up before we went talking about it. But I wasn't planning on talking about death. But I do think except it's that a, you went two feet right, right into w- it before the theme music <laughs> even stopped. I know. I know. Strap the cleats on, boys. It's going to get deep. Well, you know, uh, this show is all about uh, good conversation and having fun at the same time. I mean, let's face it. We're all in this together, right? We all are born and we're all going to die. No one is immortal. Well, you know what? It's, I think it's something relatively new that you would have if somebody, let's say, dies at home that you would ha- immediately have them come and pick up the remains. Well, so p- back in the day, they would you could the person would stay there while yeah. people would come by. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, was, that, that, that's what a wake is. Yeah, that's what a wake is. And they, but I and mean, in the home before mm-hmm. the funeral home or anything, it was in your house. Right. Your body was yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's where the wake started. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Yeah. And did they? Yeah. Did the Victorians they... were the ones that mastered it. They were the ones that did all kinds of weird stuff with it. They really? they 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 would take pictures with them and and death masks. <gasps> yes. And I've sit them that. up in chairs and make them look <laughs> like they were in positions that they would have been oh, when they were alive. Nice. You think that was therapeutic, I guess, to help with the transition? I don't know. They were weird back then. I don't know. I always have thought about, though, like taxidermy, my dog, like so I could keep it uh-huh. all the time. But it just doesn't look the same. Yeah. No, that's that. I think that's a little weird. It, yeah. it, my whole thing is that you're 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 gone, and once you're once 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 the once your sentience has left. And the physical processes that keep your body alive have stopped. Mm-hmm. Your next most important mission is to return those constituents to the planet that gave you life in the first place. You are a piece of the planet. You need to go back. Yeah. And that well, needs to happen I as like soon that. as possible. Yeah, no, and I, you know, that's one, that's one of the reasons I, I feel like death is uh, you're reincarnated, but not in the way that a lot of people think of reincarnation. I think you're reincarnated into the soil, mm-hmm. if you will, and your and the good deeds and the bad ones <laughs> that you left behind, but hopefully mostly good ones go on living, you know, and your children and the and raising good children and they go on living and you know, such is the circle of life. And I think that all those things make it easier to transition. You're just not gonna come back as you as you yeah. know you're you are well and then people say you know, like a cardinal because we all want to hold on that to that attachment after we've lost someone people often associate the the viewing or not the viewing bad word the sighting of a, <laughs> of a cardinal coming into their space or into their garden I, I i have i have a whole family of cardinals that live on my property uh i i see them every single morning i my bird feeders and um you know i often think of uh do they represent people that i've lost in my life I just found that out recently, I like know. that a cardinal meant that. It makes it easier to lose someone. And then when you see a cardinal, you remember that person. Uh, it, it's, death is hard, let's face it. That's, it's, that's what the whole life after death thing is. Yeah, is it, it's, yeah. You're I, I prefer it the other way. Because if you know that the end is the end and that's it, you're done, it makes living the life that you have right now in this moment much more important than oh, if I you're agree. prepping yourself to have another life afterwards and what you do with it yeah which is how the you know the show was named you get one body i was in a, a tr- very trans transformational uh a, a very a part of my life where i was had just gone through a, a brutal divorce and and i was sitting in uh and, and i and another breakup with a guy it's a long story but i was sitting in my spa at a drift float spa a couple months after I opened it, after several losses, I had lost my father, uh, I lost my brother, all within a short time, one of my brothers, um, and I lost another one too prior to that. But anyway, I was sitting there and I'm thinking, what can I, what can I do? How, what, you know, and I was, I was approached by someone, I was on another radio show to talk about flotation therapy with the spa that I opened. Anyway, long story short, I didn't know what to name this radio show that I was about to possibly embark on what would I name it and I remember sitting there after uh, doing a flotation uh, session a sensory deprivation um, and thinking okay I get one body I've got one mind and I've got one life what am I going to do with it what am I going to do with it and that's when I decided I was going to name this radio show one life radio one body one mind one life and what you do with it and the deeds that you leave behind and I don't. I, we're, I, I feel like the, right now. I don't know. 
so many people are lost. They're just lost. And that maybe would include me right now. Mm. <laughs> it's just like, I feel like we live in a world where, you know, money matters more than anything. And it shouldn't. It's it's what you leave behind. It's the it's what you what you're doing right now in your in your life with yourself, with your family, um, and I don't know. So many people too are trying to figure out the way to have immortality. Like Elon Musk says, oh we'll yeah. be able to live through our phones because every right. everything about us is in our phones. Wow, that they can transfer like our. And how healthy is that for your brain? I wonder. I, we've got Dr. Chloe coming on today. She's an amazing uh, psychologist, uh, Dr. Chloe Carmichael. She wrote the book Nervous Energy, Harness the Power of Your Anxiety. I think we all are experiencing anxiety right now throughout <laughs> the whole world for so many reasons. <laughs> I can think <laughs> I could voice a few of my own right now, but <laughs> but it's not about me, you know. Uh, so, But she's very, very um, good. And we're going to be talking about holiday advice for high-functioning people. So... What do you think of that? Uh, <laughs> kind of, it's just, I don't know. We were just talking about one thing and now <laughs> now we switch over. Well, I'm trying to make the transition yeah. here in a minute. Uh -huh. You try it, okay? You got the floor. You've got the floor. Go ahead, Marie. No. Chat it up I, and then make the switch. I would, uh, t is it time to go to break? Well, almost. About uh, <laughs> two minutes. <laughs> You're not getting out of it that easy. Two, uh -huh. two minutes. Go ahead, No, Marie. I'm still thinking about Here's that. the ball. I'm, I'm throwing you the ball. Okay. It's Monday well, night football. <laughs> they say that, like, your immortality, I like this too, is that if people, as long as people remember you, then you're living then you live on and i always think yes it's weird, but how like, do they remember you how do you they yeah right how like, do they uh, remember you? you know you've Are you got a liar? Um, <laughs> that we 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 remember hitler yeah we remember you know a lot of mass murdering a-holes he's infamous um, people want to be infamous like all the school shooters they want to be infamous like they're gonna live on forever because they did a horrible thing right that's yeah. like the most extreme form of a child getting into trouble so that somebody pays attention to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then if on the other end, of course, people want to name a, 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 a wing of a hospital named after them. And they live on forever through that. But True philanthropy um, doesn't ever want uh, their name on it. You know, they don't want if you're truly a philanthropist, you don't want to take any credit for it. You just do the work and let it go out into the universe. That's what I think. Yeah, it's and many people would agree. It's actually, um, it's a, it's a, it's a quote from someone. I just don't remember who, but it was a quote about, you know, doing oh. good deeds and philanthropy uh, d has no name. Mm -hmm. That you don't want the credit for it. You don't want the building named after you. That's ego. Ego is the enemy. I yeah, <laughs> that great book well. by Ryan Holiday, <laughs> who's been on the show, by the way. I'm happy to uh, and proud to say that. Yeah, we've had some really amazing guests over the years, and. Uh, you know, we I, really I, have. I would like both. What? I would like to be able to help people and to leave something behind that's a lasting legacy. And I would like for people to know that it was me that did it. Yeah. Because it's important to understand the history of the person from where they came from and where they got to, because that's also part of the inspiration. And if you don't have a name on it, then it's just a thing sitting there and it doesn't have as much meaning. That's that. That's me. Mm -hmm. You always want to name it after the person because the person is what made it happen. And that's what's important is that if that person can do it, this other person can do it. Yeah. Just like if you have problems with the holidays and you think you're getting overwhelmed, <laughs> you can do it. What a great transition. If you transition. just follow these here. <laughs> right. 
Good job, Jer. Good job. I love it. All right. <laughs> we have transitioned to our next, our, our guest today, the whole rest of the show, Dr. Chloe Carmichael. Uh, she's also known as Dr. Chloe. Uh, she's a licensed, licensed clinical psychologist, like I said, certified yoga instructor and the author of the book, Nervous Energy, Harness the Power of Your Anxiety. We're going to be talking about holiday advice for high-functioning people. Stay tuned, everyone. You are listening to One Life Radio. If you miss the show, not to worry. You can always catch the podcast after the broadcast at oneliferadio.com or your favorite podcast app. Be sweet, barricade. <laughs> We've all heard the mantra that vaccines are safe and effective, but is it really true? Turtles All the Way Down, Vaccine Science and Myth is an in-depth review and analysis of the science on vaccine safety. By the time you finish reading, not only will you see the answer clearly for yourself, you will also have the scientific references and quotes at your disposal that prove it. More than 1,200 of them. From mainstream scientific papers and textbooks to official government publications and vaccine manufacturers' documents. Whether you are new to the vaccine debate or a veteran seeking a deeper grasp of the science, Turtles All the Way Down Vaccine Science and Myth is a must-read. Now available on Amazon. Magnesium supports the health of nearly every system in the human body, yet it can be difficult to maintain healthy levels through diet or supplements. The ideal way to restore and maintain healthy magnesium levels is through your body's largest, most efficient organ of absorption, your skin. Be sure that your body is getting the magnesium it needs with Ancient Minerals, the number one recommended topical magnesium among health practitioners worldwide. Their lotions, highly concentrated magnesium oils, bath salts, and gels make it easy to get the daily magnesium you need to thrive. And the best part? Ancient Minerals is part of Enviromedica, a name synonymous with quality and integrity. Learn more about magnesium and ancient minerals at Enviromedica.com. Back with more positivity pouring out your speakers. It's One Life Radio. Welcome back to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette Fiaschetti with Jerry Caldwell and Marie Early. We are continuing our live broadcast here from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. We've got Dr. Chloe Carmichael with us. She likes to be called Dr. Chloe, and she is, uh, she is a licensed clinical psychologist, certified yoga instructor, and the author of Nervous Energy, Harness the Power of Your Anxiety. Anxiety. She currently heads a successful private practice in New York City, focusing primarily on relationship issues and stress to help high achievers. Dr. Chloe serves on the advisory board for Women's Health and writes an expert blog for Psychology Today. She holds a master's degree and PhD in clinical psychology from Long Island University and graduated Phi Beta Kappa Summa Cum Laude with a bachelor's degree in departmental uh, honors, I'm saying that terrible. Sorry, Dr. Chloe. In psychology from Columbia University in New York, her website is drchloe.com forward slash books or on Facebook at Dr. Chloe PhD. Always an honor and pleasure to have you back. Ha- happy holidays and welcome back, Dr. Chloe. Thank you, Bernadette. It is so great to be back with you and Jerry and with your whole community. 
<laughs> we love having you on the show. I love your voice. I love your voice. You know, it's always, it's always so, you sound so sweet, <laughs> really, and I know oh, that you well. are. <laughs> it's my pleasure. It's fun to hear your voice again, too. Great to be back. Yeah, it, it, it is uh, great to have you back. So today, you know, it's an interesting subject that we're talking about. We're talking about a few of the techniques from your book, Nervous Energy, Harness the Power of Your Anxiety to Man, help. Man, if you could harness the energy of all my anxiety, <laughs> I could power a small country. <laughs> I know. Awesome. Let's do it. <laughs> well, so, you know, to, so these high-functioning people, right, that manage and to help them manage and enjoy the holidays. So will you first remind listeners of the definition of a high-functioning person? What does that look like? Yes. Okay, so it's probably like most everybody listening. So sometimes people hear a high-functioning person and they think, oh, it's like a master chess, world-class chess player or something. But really in psychology words, if, you know, you are a high-functioning person, if, you know, you're not like habitually incarcerated, um, you know, habitually um, hospitalized for mental health problems, if you can set an alarm clock and be somewhere on time, and if you have a couple of good social relationships, you are most likely a high-functioning person. That bar is very low. I like that. <laughs> you know, we, we think it's low because we're all high-functioning people, and then those types of people tend to cluster together. But the truth is is that there's a lot of people, and many of them are very good people. But, you know, they have a lot of maybe heavy cognitive issues or heavy other issues that actually don't make it um easy or possible for them to do all the things that I just said. So, mm -hmm. you know, that's one of the reasons that we high-functioning people can be kind of self-critical sometimes because we all flock together and compare ourselves against each other, and we don't even realize all the strengths that we have. Mm -hmm. Do you think that our society has become too high, um, you know, high-functioning and is trying to accomplish too much? I feel like we're all in this race, right, this race for 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 fame and for money and I, it just it, to me it feels like almost claustrophobic yeah you know that's an interesting question I think I, I don't mean to get too deep on you but you know since you brought it up one of the interesting things is um is a decline in religiosity so as people's um you know kind of attendance at their church or synagogue or house of worship goes down and you know then their sense of meaning goes down and then they almost can make like an idol out of their own achievements and so as much as I am in favor of achieving and high functioning and everything else we have to remember you know the reason for the season if you will or whatever a person's spiritual practice is all about because I think that that helps to take the edge off that mm -hmm. heavy competitive side that you mentioned yeah well and even even, you know, the uh, regil that word, I've never even heard that word, but I, I love it. The would, how did religiosity? You, religiosity. Religiosity. I, yeah. yeah religio yeah. Religiosity. Okay. So that word in itself, you know, when you were speaking about church, you know, you know, decline in that. What about these mega churches? What do you think about those? You know, honestly, Bernadette, I'm in favor of anybody who's doing whatever they need to do to get their church on. You know what I mean? So yeah, um, yeah. if someone's into their mega church and that's where they feel the spirit, um, you know, just like maybe another person is, you know, sitting at home doing church on YouTube and whatever works for that person. You know, uh -huh. we're all different. As long as people are finding a way to connect, um, I'm in favor. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just, to me, that's gone. It's, it's almost like watching a, a Broadway production. I saw, and the reason I'm think bringing it up is because I saw something on social media yesterday, and I was like, 
Oh my gosh! You, it's almost like you you should have bought tickets to this event. They sell <laughs> tickets. It's crazy. The water is <laughs> and um, there's like a consumerism and a materialism. Yes. So if the preacher is more focused on growing his audience to the point where he's going to actually dilute or change, say, the message of the Bible because he's like, well, this this message from the Bible might turn people off, so I'll just change it a little bit. Then obviously I'm not in favor of that. But if they are building large, large audiences and being faithful, you know, to the original book of worship that, that they represent, I think that's great. Mm, yeah, I guess it's, it's just a way of opening our mind, though. That's what, you know, that's a great thing about talk radio as we're talking about it. But I do think there, uh, you know, there are a lot of high functioning people more now than ever. And so uh, can you we, we already defined what a high fun- functioning person is. Right. And so how can self-discipline uh, that we use in our everyday lives help us make decisions that or help us make the decisions that we make around the holidays? Right. Yeah. So that's a good question, Bernadette, because high functioning people, you know, they, they do have, have big goals. And so they look at the holidays and they, they want it to look good and to feel good. And there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Um, it does take a certain amount of self-discipline. So I borrow some techniques from my book, nervousenergybook.com, and I use the technique called the to-do list with emotions. So for example, we, we forecast, say, a pain point around self-discipline. Such as, for example, you ordered a bunch of stuff and gifts and things, and then a a lot of it has to get returned, and you know a long line is going to be involved, and it's just a drag. But how do you use self-discipline and get that job done? One thing that you can do is to layer in a self-care plan, like preloading your favorite music or podcast onto your phone to listen to while you're in that long line. Or if you want to bake a bunch of delicious Christmas cookies, but you know that you'll be tempted to eat them all, you can, you know, kind (laughs) to bridge the self-discipline gap while you're baking. Like maybe you want to get a really good low calorie drink. Like one of my favorites is seltzer with a splash of juice and vodka, or maybe you want to get some celery stuffed with almond butter, something that you can totally munch on while you're baking the Christmas cookies. So that way, you know, you, you know that you're going to be short on self-discipline in some particular area. And instead of just trying to white knuckle your way through it, you give yourself some other treat to soften the area where you have to use Mm -hmm. Um, self-discipline. The the, the perfectionism, where is that rooted? And is that is that uh, come from maybe, um, uh, I don't know, uh, insecurity of not doing things exactly like I think about perfectionism, especially when it comes to families, right? How one person might feel like, oh, my gosh, if if I don't do this right or that right, Aunt Mary's going to really be upset because she has high expectations uh, of, 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 you know, of what this this day should look like. Am I making any sense? (laughs) Yeah, totally. Of course. I mean, and there's a thousand reasons why perfectionism can exist. There's a whole chapter on it in my book. So, I mean, for some people, like you said, it's about insecurity. Um, For other people, uh, doing things perfectly has been their historic way of, you know, getting love. Or for other people, believe it or not, it's even a form of power, you know, to be able to control and, you know, kind of show off. Mm -hmm, So there's mm -hmm. a lot of different reasons why the perfectionism can come up. But ironically, for people who do it because, like, they're people pleasers and they think it will make people like them, 
sometimes it can be helpful to know that actually when you are too much of a perfectionist, it makes other people nervous around you because then they Mm -hmm. feel like they have to be perfect too. Mm -hmm. So the more Mm -hmm. that you can actually just relax and show your vulnerability and laugh at it a little bit, you actually put other people at ease and they might even like you more. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I think about people like uh, I'm thinking of truly my Uncle Joe who used to love the holiday so much that it had nothing to do with really, you know, uh, you know, perfectionism or, you know, um, uh, upstaging somebody else, but that he, he just loved to put lights all over the house, you know, and, and Mm. buy presents for everybody. And there's people like that too, that just truly enjoy the holidays just because they love the holidays. (laughs) Clark Griswold. (laughs) There you go. That's beautiful. That's the best, right? When you can just put all that stuff aside and enjoy yourself. You know, that that really is the perfection right there, in my opinion. Yeah, because it truly is the most wonderful time of the year. I know, uh, I know for me, uh, Christmas Eve is the most sacred night of the year. I love Christmas Eve. Right. But if it doesn't go exactly like you think in your head, it, it always go, goes well because... Do- it's it, uh-huh. for me. It's just so sacred. I have so many good memories of Christmas Eve with my family and my mom and dad and stuff. And and I think those are the important things to remember around the holidays to keep them sacred, to keep them special, and not worry about all the other things. Right? That 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 high functioning people tend to do. I'm pre- I consider myself pretty high functioning. I know you do too, Marie and Jerry. You do, Doctor uh, Chloe. Obviously, we know you do. You are a high achiever. Um, but I think that, I don't know what I'm even trying to say here other than, no, no, that's so important though. I mean, it's, it's the perfect, um, you know, kind of foil to that perfectionism to remember what this is really about and how sacred it is. So I encourage people to do things like get, you know, visual imagery, like, you know, say of the the nativity scene or, you know, to make a really good playlist of, you know, great Christmas songs that actually really hit the religious tone. So, I mean, hey, no disrespect to the Mariah Carey Christmas song. I love it, too. But I think it's also really nice to have like a playlist of you know, Silent Night, Holy Night, all those really Mm -hmm. good classics that really connect you with the true joy and spirit. Yeah. And the holidays can be very emotional. I have to ask this question of you, Dr. Chloe, Marie, and Jerry. Are there any particular Christmas songs that make you uh, verklempt, make you want to (laughs) cry? Or you get emotional when you hear Christmas, just playing the Nat King Cole Christmas collection, even just, you know, on my smart device with Amazon Uh music, you can just say, you know, A-L-E-X-A. I won't say it because it'll trip my device, but I just say play (laughs) Christmas songs by Nat King Cole and I'm there. I just call her Schmishmexa. That works. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> anything by a choir like especially yeah. in church like if i go uh-huh. to like midnight mm. mass or something like that those songs i mean there's something that just this hearing them just br- builds up to all this emotion i, I know just, i'm oh, emotional God. right now just thinking <laughs> oh about, me, it's uh, uh, i'll oh, be home for on. christmas oh i love that one too um i don't know i don't know something got implanted in me as a child but when i hear oh come all ye faithful oh my yes. gosh i get so emotional yes. And I don't I know why. Tell. Yeah. Yes. So, um, you know, I'm looking at the clock. We need to go to break. I'm so enjoying this conversation with Dr. Chloe, you guys. I encourage you during the break to check out our website, drchloe.com forward slash books or on Facebook at Dr. Chloe PhD. We will be right back. You are listening to One Life Radio. 
Follow us on social media at One Life Radio. Children's Health Defense, led by Robert F. Kennedy Jr., is devoted to the health of all people and the planet. Their team fights tirelessly against the public health policies, practices, and mandates that are harming our health and threatening our medical freedoms. Children's Health Defense steps in where others fear to tread. Visit childrenshealthdefense.org and tune in every Monday for health freedom news and views with the president of Children's Health Defense, Mary Holland. Centuries before scientists identified the incredible nutritive value of beef liver, our ancestors naturally revered it for the energy and vitality it provides. But most people today find liver's health benefits much more appealing than its flavor. That's why our partner EnviroMedica offers a superior New Zealand grass-fed beef liver supplement. All the complex benefits of this ancient powerhouse superfood in modern, easy-to-swallow capsule form. Find out how to rewild yourself for optimum health at EnviroMedica.com. That's EnviroMedica.com. Wellbeing Journal is a remarkable bi-monthly health publication esteemed by intelligent readers worldwide. It's available in print or digital, single issues or subscription. Its focus is on living a happy, healthy life and preventing or healing illnesses naturally. Preventing or healing cancer, arthritis, cardiovascular conditions, and digestive issues, as well as nutritional solutions for optimal health are regular subjects. Learn more at wellbeingjournal.com. Want to advertise on One Life Radio? Send us an email, info at oneliferadio.com. Contagiously positive, One Life Radio is back. Thank you so much, Jerry, everyone. Welcome back to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette with Jerry Caldwell, Marie Early, and Dr. Chloe Carmichael. That's Dr. Chloe. We are continuing our live broadcast here from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. Our topic today is holiday advice for high-functioning people. So, uh, uh, Dr. Chloe, how can perfectionism take some of the joy out of the holiday? Well, I mean, I think it's hard to really, of course, relax and enjoy ourselves when we're constantly nitpicking everything, right? When we're just thinking about what we did wrong or what somebody else did wrong, when we're wasting all that precious time that we could be spending thinking about how grateful we feel for the people around us and even just thinking of how we can help and serve others, right? So it's good to have that conscientiousness and a lot of, uh, you know, high-functioning people have a drive for excellence, which is great. Mm -hmm. But when you're crossing into that rumination perfectionism where it just never ends, that's when the juice is not worth the squeeze, so to speak. I love that term. When you said excellence, uh, you made me think of one of my favorite all-time books is In Search of Excellence. I don't know if you've ever uh, ever heard of it, but I'm sure you have. Um, it's an excellent book about being in search of excellence. And <laughs> What were you going to say, Marie? Oh, I just want to say I do that a lot with uh we go to my brother and sister-in-law's house with her family and my family for the holidays and I do that a lot around the gift giving because everybody seems to want to outdo each other Mm -hmm. in the Mm -hmm. gift department and it just gets out of hand and I always feel like at the end like I didn't do enough you know 
And so I just, and gift giving, it should be the fun part. It should be exciting. It should be. And like, I just get so you do about it. You know, Dr. Chloe, yeah. we've been friends for years and uh, every year Marie stresses out about the gift giving. <laughs> she, she, she's a nervous wreck about it, <laughs> which by the way, your website is nervousenergybook.com. Yeah. Uh, it's nervousenergybook.com. So what do you say to her, Dr. Chloe? Uh, well, thank you so much, Marie, for opening up and for sharing that, because I think you're not alone in that. A lot of people get that way. So, um, you know, there's a technique from my book and uh, the book Nervous Energy, Harness the Power of Your Anxiety, that can be really helpful. The technique is called zone of control. And so what we do there is we think about the things that we can control versus the things that we cannot control. Obviously, we cannot control, say, our budget for gifts right? But we can control, for example, you know, maybe talking to the people that we're going to do Christmas with in advance and saying, do we want to have a dollar limit on the gift exchange? Or, you know, do we want to do like a draw straws, you know, situation, a secret Santa so that we're not all having to buy gifts for everybody. Or I think it's truly like the thinking we put into it that can be helpful. So we can control that we may want to spend an hour brainstorming a gift plan and then asking for help on people that we feel stuck. And by making that plan, that is going to make our budget go so much further. And having a plan always takes the stress out of things so much when we have a plan. So Mm -hmm. Maria, I want you to enjoy your Christmas this year. I want to do everything we can to make that gift giving more relaxed. (laughs) It's so hard too, when you don't see people for a year to buy them something, you know, you want it to be special. But, yeah, but that's should... part of the fun. So that uh-huh. gives you a good excuse then to call the people and be like, hey, I was wondering, can you give me any tips on, you know, so say you find out that, um, you know, the, the new father in the family is going to be coaching basketball this year. You know, it wouldn't cost a lot of money, but maybe even getting him like a great coach coach's basketball whistle and like practice notebook or whatever. Aww, so just cute. taking some time to like learn and saying, you know, what's going on? What, what are they doing in the next six months? What's happening? Um, and then giving gifts that really connect to what they're doing. That's always going to matter more. And it's, it can just be done by talking to the people even if you don't see them a lot by even asking for hints from the people who know them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, how can mindfulness, you know, you're you're a yoga teacher in a big part of your book is about mindfulness uh, and taking control of your mind. How can mindfulness help us during the holiday, Dr. Chloe? Yes. So I'm so glad you asked that because sometimes people think that mindfulness is, you know, just being in the moment, which is fine, but it's actually really so much more than that. I like to think of mindfulness really as metacognition. So it's thinking about your thoughts. So instead of just knowing like, oh, I get really nervous about this trip to stay with my in-laws, knowing why you get nervous about it makes you empowered to make a good self-care plan. So instead of just saying, oh, I get so nervous about, I get stressed about the holidays, is it because, A, you feel the need to please everybody? And in that case, you would use thought replacements. Like whenever you have that nervousness, you would say, hey, I care about people and I don't expect them to be perfect. And the people who matter feel the same way about me too. Mm-hmm. Or are you nervous because it just, you know, staying at your in-laws is really hard on your introvert side because there's no privacy or downtime. So in that case, you do a self-care plan, like maybe 
planning to have, say, a massage or visit a local exercise class or even taking a walk at a time when you planned for a cell phone catch-up call with your friend. So mindfulness, again, I just want to say is knowing why you're feeling what you're feeling. So thinking ahead about what your pain points are and then going a step further and asking yourself, why are they painful? And that empowers you to make a good self-care plan to make it easier for yourself. Yeah. Metacognition. That's another one of those really good $5 words. I just wrote it down. It is a $5 <laughs> word. Right? I like that. Oh my gosh. Well, so Dr. Chloe, what's at the root of feeling like a failure when it, a failure when it comes to the holidays, whether it's giving a gift or maybe your cooking is subpar? I mean, why do we beat ourselves up? Well, you know, for some people, uh, self-criticism is a tool that they use to prod themselves into, you know, doing better, right? So again, that's where we're balancing that perfectionism with the drive for excellence. And you can always stay in the sweet spot by asking yourself, what can I do to make this better? And, you know, is it worth it? Right. Mm -hmm. So if, you know, you're not pleased with the way, you know, that your cooking came out, or if you say forgot to get a gift for somebody, then, you know, you could say to yourself, okay, these things happen. You know, I don't expect perfection from myself. Is there anything that I can learn from this? Because that's what smart people do is they learn from something. So you might say, well, you know what, I'm definitely keeping a gift checklist saved in my computer. So every year I just go over it and I don't have to reinvent the wheel or worry about forgetting somebody every year, you know, or I'm going to, you know, get myself a cooking timer so that I don't burn stuff again. I don't have to keep it all in my head. Um, and if it comes down to the point of saying, you know, there was really nothing I could have done to prevent this situation, then that's when you really want to just give yourself permission to say, you know, life happens to everybody, including me, and I'm not going to stress about it any further. Mm-hmm. All good stuff. I'm looking at the clock. Should we, uh, Marie, you, you uh, Marie struggles with that cooking thing, too. <laughs> oh, I know. I think the lists are also an amazing thing. Lists, people, they will help you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Got to have a plan, like Dr. Chloe says, right? And that includes a list of things you need to get done. <laughs> uh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. I can't keep up with my lists, though. Well, then you have to make lists about what <laughs> lists you're supposed to look at in what order. <laughs> Well, that's an interesting one, though, Marie. I'm curious. Do you mean like you have so many lists that you can't keep up with them, or is there so much on the list that it feels impossible? Like I'll write, I'll I'll write a list, and then I'll I'll put it somewhere, and then when I can't find the list, then I'll start another list, and then I find the other one, and then I I okay. have too many going on. All right. Well, that's actually a, that's a relatively easy problem to fix. The good news is, okay. So, um, have you ever heard of like say the Tasks app in your phone, like Google Tasks? You know, whatever the task list is in your phone, and then you can just keep it in your phone, and you'll absolutely never lose it. Or another thing that you know people will do sometimes is they'll have you know kind of a big list of things you know that they're working on, but then they'll just keep a post-it note for the day that has the top three or four things that they must do that particular day. Oh, I there need to, you go. I need, if I need to transfer <laughs> to my phone, 
like doing the things on the phone. I forget about the phone yeah. that I can do oh, stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> I'll tell you, fact, I'm a huge the... fan of the tasks app in my phone because it allows you to basically keep like templates. So for example, to the, to the gift buying list thing, you could just have a list in your phone of all, like it's called like, you know, Christmas shopping. And then every year it's already like preset for you mm-hmm. with everybody that you wanted to shop for and all the gift ideas that you might even type in for them, like throughout the year so say you're there in the summertime and you notice uncle steve needs a new grill tool you can just jot it down in your gift list throughout the year and on uh, (laughs) iphone you can use siri or on your android devices you can use the google assistant and all you have to do is say hey whoever don't want to trigger everybody's phone uh make a list (laughs) called such and such add this to this list and then you don't even have to write it down you just pick up the phone press the button that's right well, how many times are you out at a store or somewhere and you see something and you're like, that would be so great for so-and-so. And then it's like out of your head the next day. Make, put Christmas it on your notes. rolls note. around. Yeah. yeah so that looks great. A, Pop it. Gotta, put guys, it on the phone. Y'all gotta, have just saved me a lot of stress. You got to make there you that go. list. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you have to check it <laughs> twice. <laughs> I'm to start it today. All right. And we're going to break. We'll be right back. Everybody stay tuned. More coming up with Dr. Chloe. You are listening to One Life Radio. You're listening to One Life Radio. Make sure you check out our podcast and get to know the show at oneliferadio.com. The ecosystems of the body and the earth are inseparable. Gut health is the foundation of all health. And just as biodiversity is integral to the health of the earth's ecosystems, microbial diversity and balance are key to the health of your gut microbiome. I have been taking Enviromedica probiotics for over six years now, and I encourage you to try them as well. Rewild your gut with spore-based probiotics and wild-harvested prebiotics. Visit Enviromedica.com and check out all of their excellent products. Get reconnected to the earth with Enviromedica. That's Enviromedica.com. In today's environment, books provide the most reliable means for disseminating knowledge. Children's Health Defense Publishing offers titles written by foremost authorities and courageous voices who speak the truth despite criticism and consequences, often at the expense of their careers. Here are the latest must-reads in the fight for truth. The Courage to Face COVID-19, Preventing Hospitalization and Death While Battling the Biopharmaceutical Complex by true crime writer John Leake and prominent research cardiologist, Dr. Peter McCullough. Lies My Government Told Me and the Better Future Coming by Dr. Robert Malone. And Cause Unknown, the epidemic of sudden deaths in 2021 and 2022 by former BlackRock fund manager, Ed Dowd. Get your copies today at skyhorsepublishing.com and listen to the show every Monday with Mary Holland, president of Children's Health Defense for updates and deep dives into these new releases. That's skyhorsepublishing.com. We're back. More of One Life Radio starts now. Welcome back to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette Biaschetti with Jerry Caldwell, Marie Early, and Dr. Chloe Carmichael. That's Dr. Chloe. Uh, she's also a she is a licensed clinical psychologist, certified yoga instructor, and the author of the book Nervous Energy: Harness the Power of Your Anxiety. Uh, she currently uh, heads a successful private practice in New York City, focusing primarily on relationship issues and stress to help high achievers. Uh, Dr. Chloe serves on the advisory board. For 
for Women's Health and writes an expert blog for Psychology Today. You can find Dr. Chloe at NervousEnergyBook.com. That's NervousEnergyBook.com or on Facebook at Dr. Chloe PhD. We're talking about holiday advice for high-functioning people uh, from her book, Nervous Energy, Harness the Power of Your Anxiety. So what is response prevention, Dr. Chloe, one of your techniques from your book, and how can it help during the holidays? Yes. So the response prevention technique is basically where we stop ourselves from doing any behavior that we've realized is not helpful to us, right? So for a classic example, of course, during the holidays is overspending. Mm. So when you're maybe going out shopping for the holidays, maybe you only want to take a prepaid credit card with you. That would be one example of response prevention, right? Another classic example that can happen to people during the holidays is over drinking, right? So, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe you want to give your spouse permission in advance to say, honey, I want you to cut me off at three tonight. Like, you know, no matter what I say, I'm giving you permission to, you know, cut me off. Mm -hmm. And so basically that way you prevent yourself from responding to a situation in a way that you know is not really going to serve you. Yeah. And I say um, pay in cash. That'll stop you from overspending very quickly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. And unfortunately, a lot of places don't even take cash anymore, which is crazy. But nonetheless, I think that cash is king still and that that's a good way to prevent yourself from overspending. Um, I was for sure. Or as you said, if what's that, Marie? Oh, I was just saying I was somewhere the other day that didn't take cash, and yeah. I was really surprised. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's crazy. It's happening. Uh, and uh, it, it, I don't know. But what were you going to say, Dr. Chloe, about uh, about cash? <laughs> yeah, I do agree. It's aggravating when they won't take cash. But so, like, one solution is you can do, like, those prepaid Visa gift cards, you know, uh-huh. for yourself. So that uh-huh. way it just it is cash. It's just right. on a card. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, that's a good way to do it. Um, so um, any other suggestions about that, uh, about re- response well, prevention? Yeah, the other, like, yeah, the other one thing that sometimes people struggle with um, during the holidays is, you know, reaching out to, say, exes or, you know, kind of getting nostalgic and, and reconnecting with people that but not. You know, that people can do. I even actually had a client once that would actually overnight FedEx herself her phone because she knew that she was in a headspace <laughs> where she was going to, like, you know, reach out to this toxic ex. And she just wanted to truly prevent herself from doing that. But she also needed her phone in the morning. And so, one of the beauties of New York City is if you live at a doorman building that has a FedEx kiosk, you can literally overnight something to yourself. <laughs> At your house. <laughs> I think you've told us that story yeah. on the air before, but I can still, I cannot believe that is the funniest thing, but, but I, I get it. You know, when you've got somebody really toxic in your life that is just like texting you or reaching out to you, especially around the holidays, I've always, uh, I use the expression, um, of course, I've never done it. I'm going to throw my phone in the pool, uh-huh. <laughs> but then you have to replace the phone. So that's not a good idea. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. Well, the holidays are so nostalgic and oh, a yeah. lot of times so you, emotional. Uh, you know, call that boyfriend from high school thinking that there's going to be some spark there during the holidays. Are you speaking for yourself? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fishing in your past life for comforts in the present. I think that that is when you need the zone of control. Yeah. Can you tell us about that, Dr. Chloe? <laughs> 
Absolutely. Yes. So I like to think of the zone of control as kind of like the serenity prayer. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. So with the zone of control, we just take like a big, you know, kind of hairy project and we break it down into the things that we can control versus the things that we cannot control, right? So, you know, for example, maybe you have a, you know, family get together going on and there's always, you know, drama and things like that. And so it would go into the zone of non-control that you cannot control if your relatives are going to be dramatic or if they're going to make weird remarks about your cooking or your gifts or whatever. But you can control that, you know, maybe you're going to have a plan with your spouse or a cousin who's going to be there that always has your back. So, you know, if anybody says anything about either one of you, the other one's going to come to the other person's aid and say, well, I think that this cooking is delicious or, you know, I personally think that, you know, so-and-so gives great gifts, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Or like we were talking as well earlier with the zone of control to know that you cannot, say, change your budget necessarily, but you can change how much control and time you put into planning out those gifts or Mm -hmm. doing a little bit bit of background sleuthing to find out what people really need and want this year or Mm -hmm. even putting limits on the gift-giving you know, in advance with, with your Christmas group. Yeah. Um, uh, and you can give things that, uh, I, I gave uh, both of my daughters uh, last year, their baby books back to them wrapped up beautifully. And then we went through them and we looked at all the pictures and discussed their births and all that. And they loved it. They said it was the best Christmas ever. So if you don't have any money, then maybe try something like that. That's my suggestion. But, uh, thank you so much, Dr. Chloe. Always a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. And people can go to NervousEnergyBook.com. It makes a great Christmas gift. Yes, it does. And especially if you know somebody nervous, (laughs) help them too. Thanks again. Merry Christmas. Yes, Merry Christmas to you too. Go to NervousEnergyBook.com, everyone. You get one body, you get one mind, and you get one life. Make this the best Christmas ever. Only get one life.